Welcome to the Fit Fellows Podcast. With over 40 years of combined personal training experience, they are ready to share their knowledge with you to help you grow your business, keep your client communication sharp, and be confident and fulfilled in your career as a personal trainer. Pay attention, because the Fit Fellows be spitting knowledge. Here are your hosts for the show, Russell, Michael, and Michael. All right, welcome back to another episode. Man, I'm happy to be back with you guys. Man, I'm happy to be back too. Jeez. It feels yep. good. Long yeah. time coming. Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode. I hope you guys are enjoying the content so far. Going on this journey with you wherever you are uh, in your training career, we just want to share with you our experience and the things that we learned. But first, we'd like to start off each episode with gym stories. A gym story. Hey. Who's got the gym story? Oh. I got the gym story. <laughs> This is going to be good. It's, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> okay. It's going to be a good one, especially being in California. A lot of facilities that, well, we're really pet friendly here, you know? So a lot of people try to bring their pets to the gym. There was a time where a client brought her dog to the gym. So, of course, everyone thinks that their dog is, oh, my dog is nice. You know, my dog is good. My dog doesn't bite anyone. <laughs> Have you guys all heard that before out there? Mm-hmm. My dog doesn't bite anyone. Yeah, they're okay. So I come strolling in the gym, happy-go-lucky. I see this dog there. So a colleague of mine, I'll go ahead and just take his name out. You know who you are. (laughs) He says, hey, Mike, how about you pet the dog? Come pet the dog. And so I was already thinking in my head, like, should I do this right now? Should I pet this dog? So as I'm walking up to the dog, the dog is looking at me. I'm looking at the dog. Dog's looking at me. I'm looking at the dog. So I walk up, I get closer, I put my hand out, you know, so he can smell my, my finger. The dog literally <laughs> tries to attack me. So I'm like, oh, okay. So he bit my hand. Wow. Bit my hand. Bit, it. bit wow. my hand. Or my dog, Dogs don't like you though. <laughs> Most dogs like me, but this dog obviously was a crazy dog. So Man. finally we fast forward to someone else comes in the gym and I'll go ahead and leave his name <laughs> out of it too. I don't know why the the other trainer says, you know, go and pet the dog. So this person goes to pet the dog, reaches down, the dog lunges at him. He flips all back forward and falls on his butt. His pants come down a little bit. The dog dog is like trying to come after him. He's trying to get away. Pull his pants up. Right. It was the funniest thing we saw in the gym that day. We talked about it for at least two years after that. So... And Major embarrassing to, moment for that guy. Needless We're go to say, it was out. the wrong guy to have that happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> that dog was expelled fast. Quickly. That dog was never to be seen again. So, sorry for your dog, but uh, yeah, don't bring dogs to the gym. Speaking of dogs, did you see one time there was a, a client who brought a chihuahua who sat in the little like designer box and it had its nails painted? No. <laughs> oh, man. We're sorry for you dog lovers out there. We know that it's, it's tough to... You know, let go of your kids like that. But anyway, yeah. Today we're going to talk about what happens when your client says, hey, can my friend work out too? (laughs) Can my friend work out with me too? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a very common thing that you're going to encounter. I guarantee it. You're going to get to hear how... The three of us handled it. I think we all maybe handle it differently, but yeah, I guess you heard from, from Mike's expression that it's not always a positive thing. So what do you, what do you do when you hear that? Or what's your feeling when you first hear that? Well, I think I really look at the situation for what it is uh, and, and the person. I try to analyze what are they trying to do. Most of the time it's clients that we've had for a while so we can tell their personality per se and determine if 
they're trying to get their friend, significant other, a free workout, or they're really trying to get them into training. So I've had both experiences where, you know, we're new trainers in big box facilities and people come in and you may have done a first workout with them and they're like, oh, well, can my friend come for the next workout? Nope. And you're like, uh, well, so the way I would dress that if it's a new client is I'd say, well, what are their goals? You know, start to ask, you know, what kind of, are they on the same path as you are? And if they're not, then that's when we'd have to set up something else by themselves. I'm not going to do a, a team workout, but that's my initial reaction for that one. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think my biggest question, like we were alluding to was, was what's the motive? Yeah. If they're just wanting to like introduce them to training to see if it's something they'd be interested in, that person would then train on their as an individual basis, then sure, come on in, get a check, you know, check it out, see what you think. Right. Um, or if their motive is like, hey, I'm kind of feeling this is like a little bit of a financial pinch. I don't know if I can do this. I'm looking for somebody to share the balance with. Yeah. Then I say, uh, yeah, sure, that's fine. I do, you know, doubles training, but the cost is also different. So it's a little bit cheaper than doing a single session, right. but you know, it's, it's still going to be, you know, a cost. I'm not going to do like a single session price for the two of you. Exactly. So kind of finding the motive and then walking from there. But, uh, you know, I've, I've approached that and, and, you know, kind of just see what, see where you go with it. But, uh, yeah, motive, so motive, key. So for the listener, I, I understand why it's different, but why is it different for you if you're training two versus one? Well, if they're trying to split the cost, obviously, you know, you're doing double the work. Yeah, you know, it's not like that extra person is just going to be, you know, following along. You're not going to be queuing them or helping out them out. So essentially, you know, you're, you're doing double the work. You're training two people. So you should obviously be paid for that. Now, if you work out something where they're trying to split a package or something, and obviously we want to talk about maybe increasing the price for one or giving a discount for one, but ultimately you can't train two for one nope. and get away with it. I mean, that's double the work. We should be getting paid for it. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. yeah it, it's definitely one of those situations where, you know, you got two people that you're having to train. They may want to like try and make it easy where they just rotate from one exercise to the other and then just sit and talk with you. But still you're doing a lot of work that's extra for the other person. Right. And then you're also diminishing the returns of the person who's then initially coming to train with you. So are they going to get the returns on their investment for what, you know, they're actually being able to put in the workout? Probably not. So if they're going to get the same benefit out of the workout that they wanted in the first place, then you're going to have to work almost double as hard as a trainer. Right. Also, I mean, I think you have to ask yourself too, or the client should ask themselves is that, all right, maybe this might not be a good thing for me. If I'm trying to skimp out on, you know, the cost, maybe training right now is not where I need to be. So you know, I got to look at that too. If you've never trained doubles before, I would say that it's a lot different, yes. right? Like the management of time. What is one person doing? Are they resting? Do I have to change the weights in between or can they do the same? Uh, it's a lot. Right? Managing like, the form. Like you got two people going on, on different exercises and watching their form. Like I train, uh, you know, some older couples and it's, it's a lot of work to watch their form because I got to really monitor them yes. right? uh, just because of safety. And so it's, it's a lot of extra work to train two people at one time. And like my attention is split and the exercise and the form. And yep. so, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it requires a whole bunch of your, of your energy. And if you had to put a percentage on the number of people that you've trained over the years, how many of them have been like doubles or more? Um, I mean, I personally do a lot of doubles now. They they come in understanding what they're getting. You know, I, I definitely communicate with them and say, look, if you're doing doubles, uh, obviously these are the prices for it, but the focus is going to be less. So we're already establishing, you know, how things are going to go, what their expectations are, what our expectations are together before we even get going. And once you lay that ground, then, hey, everybody's good. And I think it's a, it's a benefit because, you know, you can charge them a little less and you can make more per hour. So it's definitely a blessing. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, what our podcast can provide, one of the, the benefits is how you're going to manage expectations, yeah. right? That's mm-hmm. like a really big, big thing. Yeah. Huge. Every time I've, I've gotten that question, can, can my friend train with me? It's almost always been price savings. Right. And I would say that in, in my career, anybody who's looking or who may be having a difficult time with price from the beginning, they're probably not going to last very long. Yeah. Right. Because it's sort of a luxury, right? Right. Yeah. We're a luxury industry for sure. But sometimes they just don't know. And the the first thing that I always say to them is like, okay, just know that instead of a hundred percent focused attention on you, now that's going to be 50%. And usually that they, they, they think about that. They're like, Hmm, do I really want that? (laughs) If they've not uh, thought about that before. But uh, personally, do you guys, do you guys enjoy the, the doubles more than the single one-on-one? I do like doubles and I say that because, um, you know, they kind of keep each other in check, Mm -hmm. you know, meaning that when one is, you know, trying to, Oh, I'm tired. And she's watching or here was watching their, you know, partner work out and still keep continuing to go. The pressure's on them a little bit, you know, because now they know they're going to work in or the time is still we're on a clock and they want to get this many reps in. So I think it can be a motivating thing. And and for me, I like people. So getting around that more people is always a benefit to me, but I do like it. I think it's a good thing. I think there's two main uh, benefits to to having, you know, two people come together for one, you get more money in the hour, you know, so that's nice um, for the trainer. But also the thing that I have seen and we both talked about it is it's very valuable that the energy that's in that session like there seems to be like they play off each other. Right. There's a, there's a teamwork mentality or there's a little bit of a pushing each other or encouraging each other. And so I, I'm all for doubles but as long as they understand it's not going to be the same as, as a single training session. Like we'll do good work right. and you'll enjoy the training and, and that, but it'll be a little bit different. And so a couple of the people I've trained doubles, one of the doubles has also come in on their own because they're a little more serious about the gym. They're a little bit more like wanting to achieve something. And so they'll come together with the person they want to do the doubles with, but then they'll also find a spot where, okay, I want to come on my own and get that hundred percent attention and really focus in on something. And so that's cool too. You know, it kind of really gives people a little bit of extra motive to like find their spot and push in the gym a little bit. But uh, yeah, I I like doubles, but uh, it it definitely requires the work and attention. Right. You guys train uh, married couples. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, married couples are fun to train. I, I think you guys still have married uh, couples, yeah, right? So sure. can you speak on that? What's that like? Honest, that dynamic is a little bit different, I would imagine. Yes. And thankfully, I've had married couples that were good. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the key. That's totally the key. Uh, meaning that, you know, they're not coming to training to, to save their marriage. You know, their marriage is actually already okay. They're just coming to enhance it, to to grow together, to build together, to be healthy together. And so it's been a good thing because I've seen them actually grow and evolve through training because now they're they're working, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get healthier at the same time and then going home and doing house stuff. So it, it definitely builds a camaraderie. So I've had great experiences with married couples. For sure. Yeah, married couples enjoy spending time together that way, but they also it, like they see that the other person's working hard. They're working hard with them. Right. So it builds this like cohesive unit, you know, like this nice unity in the marriage. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, the the married couples I've trained have already had like a pretty good solid healthy marriage. It's not like something new, you know, or something that's been through uh, you know a tough time and they're just recently like getting out of it. Like there's a good healthy marriages, you know, but it definitely adds to the strength of their marriage when they come in and work out together and, and they all have seemed to really enjoy it. Yes! So yeah, I definitely, I, I enjoy that. Have you guys had any problems when you had a guest come in? Uh, That's a good question. I wouldn't say I've had problems. I think what happens, and this is what always happens is uh, if I'm training, let's say a wife 
and the husband wants to come in for a workout, the husband always dies. <laughs> oh, he's, he's trying to show you how, how in, in shape he was. Right. He always dies. And, and the wife is typically running circles around him. And he's just like, okay, yeah, I'm not coming back to this. <laughs> so I've definitely had that. Yeah. The couples I've had, there's, there's one person that's, you know, definitely more the exerciser oriented one. And then the other one kind of comes along. Thankfully, both of the like couples I've had where the other person asks the other person to come into the gym them, that has worked out and they've, they've enjoyed that, that interaction. I have one couple that's very cool. They're they're both very athletic and they're both like super into the exercise thing, nice. like very much so. It was actually the wife who came in first and was training with me for, all, I think, almost two years. And then uh, her husband's very active and he was like, oh, I can do some stuff with my owner. He's, you know, got some jock history in that. Yeah. But then he saw what his wife was getting out of it and how much benefit there was. And so he finally was like, oh, I think I'm interested. I'm going to try this out. Yeah. So he came in and he did a bunch of single sessions with me for a long time and he got really far and really progressed and he was, he was really impressive. And then actually because of COVID, then I started training them together mm. and they have actually really enjoyed that too. Mm. So it was kind of like introduced on them, like forced on them in a way, but they have actually really enjoyed that. And so the camaraderie and the athleticism that they both play on each other. And then now like they're just, they see each other working hard together. So it's, it's cool. So I, I don't see that you guys are suggesting that people don't train like that. No, definitely don't, but communicate beforehand, like be yeah. clear. Okay. This is, if you've experienced single training and now you're going to do some doubles, whether it's with a friend or whether it's with your spouse or something like that, just know that there, there will be a difference, yep. but there's nothing wrong with it. But yeah, as a trainer, you need to realize that you're going to work hard. So you need to be paid valuable. If you are not being paid for it, right, then you're going to hold a grudge or you're going to feel like, man, this is a lot of hard work and I'm not really feeling the value of it. So make sure that you feel that it's good for both sides. You've communicated to your clients what they're going to get out of it and that you're also being paid accordingly. Right. Formed consent. Let them know what's going on before you get there. So can you guys speak on doubles training in a, in your big box gym? Because I know, I know that's different. Like you can't just raise the price, right? But people do ask when you're at a big box gym, mm -hmm. can I, can I train with my friend? So what do you, what suggestions do you guys have in that situation where you're not in control of what you can charge, but you certainly can allow the people to come? Have you guys experienced that? Yes. And I think that's where you can play on management, yeah. you know, a little bit because we're made to give like a decision. You know, someone comes to us and they say, I want to do this. And we're like, well, boss says this. So if they say, OK, I want to do double training and you're like, well, you know, you can't. Then you could just put it on the supervisor like, hey, they say you you have to buy a pack. You have to buy a pack. You're going to benefit from that. And ultimately, you guys can negotiate from there. Now, at our gym, we had uh, we had a little more leeway so we can you know, do certain things, but I use that to a T. Oh, my, my manager said that oh, I can't sell you this or I can't do that. Each person has to buy this. It puts it on them. You guys still keep your relationship and you're going to get paid. So at my gym, at, at the big gym, there wasn't allowed uh, doubles training. I mean, yeah, they, I, they, didn't, they didn't have those packages. So what they had was they had, uh, you know, because they were trying to push people either into the classes or to individualized personal training. Right. So that wasn't an option. Yeah. And then the thing is, that's just not an option at, at the gym or, you know, you can just say it's, you know, it's, it's not available. What that does though is create an interesting dynamic of like Mike's bringing up, like you can approach maybe the management or the supervisors and they can bring in some different options, maybe yeah. like Mike was talking about, or then what we'll then she allude to is then there's maybe an ability for you to transition to print some private clients yeah. uh, outside of your big box gym. And so you'll, you'll feel those out, but yeah. I, I don't have as much experience as you guys training multiple people. I don't think I like it as much. 
yeah. not not for any other reason other than uh, I enjoy the the one on one. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you get to really connect and have conversation, progress them. So I, I enjoy that a lot more. But speaking on on married couples, it's nice when your spouse is focused or takes a, a importance on taking care of their body. Right. right. I guess that's a, that would be a motivating factor. If like you, if you wanted to suggest to people, Hey, why don't you suggest your, your significant other or whatever to come on in. And you know, when we think about it, when you, in the overall spectrum of it, you know, people see success based on a community. You know, when we sit down with people, we go through this questionnaire of all these things that we need to know about them as much information as possible. And we ask them, you know, who in your life cares about this fitness journey as much as you do? Once you start pulling in people and you now see that, hey, that person's going to keep me accountable, that person's going to keep me accountable, you're going to see better results. Yeah. And if your clients are seeing better results, more than not, they're going to come back to you. So mm-hmm. it's right. important to always have, if they're not going to work out together, but at least have someone there that is supporting you in the journey too. Having someone there is nice, especially if you have some knots or whatnot in your, in your back and they can maybe help. But if you don't, Jim Cat, it's time. Knots in the back. This, this is a Theracane. Theracane. So Theracane is a, is the actual name for that, right? Right. And so this, this was developed by a physical therapist. Mm. And this is molded. smiling all the way to the bank. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So this is molded fiberglass. I think this came out over 10 years ago. A long time ago. Yeah. You don't like it. Nah, I'm on the upgraded version. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, we're going to compare that. But yeah, I, I really like great, this. Great, I really great, like great, the, great. the different things that you can do with this. I would recommend to get this or, or something like it because it's, it's very handy and you can teach your clients a lot. What do you use this for? A lot. Besides trying to hit me with it. <laughs> <laughs> so the listeners can't really see this, but it's it's like a large candy cane, right? With mm, softened points. It's and the thing that they pull lambs with, you know, it's like a, they, it's a crook, a lamb crook. Yeah. I mean, these, these knobs are for like the, the neck. Uh, you can do the, your IT bands. Yeah. I, I just, trigger point. Yeah. yeah. I recommend learning this for yourself first, you know, getting familiar with it. It's a nice thing to have for yourself. And then basically anytime you can introduce things that can help your clients self-care outside the gym. I think that's good. Yeah. Almost every client that I've recommended to get this has bought one yeah. and, they, and they enjoy it. So yeah, I mean, it makes them feel good. You know, they can sit around watching TV using it. It's good. Yeah. So this, this price point is like 35 bucks, I think on Amazon. So something like it's that. not too bad. All right. So to, to summarize today, so we went over what happens when you get the question, can my friend work out with me? Right. If you had to summarize, what's the main takeaway? What, what's your best advice? For Number that? one motive. Yeah. Find a motive. Find a motive. And then work from there. Yeah. So break that down. Motive, like what, what is your intention of bringing them? Right. Is it cost savings? Okay. Then, then give them the honest like side of that. Like it's going to be more, you know, so if you're charging like a a one hourly rate, maybe you're going to charge like one and a half or 1.75. So motive, what's the motive behind it? If it's cost, okay, well, this is what the cost is going to change to be. So it's a little bit of savings, but not much. And then also are they understanding the time that they're going to be given the focus in that session is going to be cut. Right. And, and understand who, who you are as a trainer and kind of where you're going and what, what you're able to do. Like Michael alluded to earlier, if you're at a gym where you can't even do doubles and that's just automatically off the table. Right. If you're a trainer like Russell, who just wants more one-on-one, then you don't even entertain it either. If you're a guy like me, that's on some Swiss army knife and we trying to get paid, <laughs> then you're going to get, go ahead and work it. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks for uh, checking out another episode. Yeah, thanks you guys for tuning in and listening to us. And if you have any other questions or thoughts, anything you'd like to throw at us, uh, please bring them on board and and we'd love to hit them up. Yep. All right, see you guys soon. Got (laughs) them. 
Thanks for checking out the Fit Fellows podcast. You best be tuned in next week when they drop that knowledge for your app. We welcome your input and feedback. And you can find out more about the show at www.thefitfellows.com. Thanks again for listening or watching. We out. Peace. Ha, 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 ha.